Today, we're going to break down the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. We're giving you a pre- preview for that matchup, and then we're going to talk about why the time for words is over. It's time to show the actions. And finally, we're going to talk some Gophers men's hoops. Hey, you are no locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Now, I appreciate y'all's patience with me yesterday. Yesterday, I was absolutely swamped, couldn't get a show up, but we'll make up for this week. So definitely be sure to tap in so you don't miss out on any of the Gopher goodness because we're talking men's hoops, women's hoops. Uh, hockey and football over here on the channel each and every day of the week we are covering your gophers coverage and today's episode is brought to you by ebay motors a championship team is about each player being the perfect fit same with your vehicle so that every part fits right head to ebay motors and look for the green check stay in the game with ebay guaranteed fit ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit is only available to us customers eligible items only exclusions apply Now, today we are talking about a preview for the Louisiana Raging Cajuns matchup. It's a matchup the Gophers absolutely cannot drop or this season is lost. Plain and simple. If you drop this game, all hope is not going to be pretty heading into Big Ten play for the remainder of the season. So you've got to get it right. Yeah, last week was supposed to be a get right game and it was not. But this week, there's no excuses. You have to get it done. So we're going to talk about that matchup. We're going to talk about why the time for action is now. And then we're going to talk Gophers men's hoops, which officially opened up this week for practices. Now let's jump into Louisiana right away because First off, I need your help. I need any questions that you have for this Gophers team sent in the comments below over on YouTube, send them in DMs over on Twitter at Gophers Kane Rob. And I want to be sure to have those on tomorrow's show. So if you have any questions whatsoever, drop them in the comments below. And to kick off today's show, we're talking about the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Now, key players on that team include Zion Chris, who is I believe has stepped up into the quarterback position from what I can see so far over the last two games. He's kind of taken over last week was his first official start on the season though. Now I believe that he is susceptible for turning the ball over, which is a positive for the Gophers. Right now, he has two interceptions in his first start last week. He had a fumble in the week before where he came in for the first time as a quarterback or as a passer. So I believe it's going to be the opportunity to create turnovers for the Gophers, and you're going to have to capitalize on those. But this quarterback can throw the ball. He had nearly 250 pass yards last week. He did have one touchdown, two interceptions in that matchup, one touchdown, zero interceptions, the matchup before that, but he can get it done through the air. He is capable. He is very athletic, but he is also a very good athlete on the ground as well. The past two games, he had 123 rush yards and 79 rush yards, so he can be a threat or a weapon on the ground as well, but it's not just him in that rushing department. They have two running backs that both have the ability to Jacob Kibode, who had 311 yards and three touchdowns so far in the season, and then Draylon Washington, who has 191 and one. 
neither one of those options are big in creating missed tackles, but they do have about uh, eight runs over 15 yards combined. So both of them can get those bigger chunk plays. One of them has a long of 69. The other one has a long of 80 yards. So they both have that explosive play ability and both are very capable and pretty even in the touches though. I believe Kabodi leads the way by maybe 10 touches or so. Now, overall, this passing game, they spread the ball all over. It's not one or two wide receivers that are the key for this team. They actually have nearly seven pass catchers with 100 receiving yards or more, but not one of those seven pass catchers has over 150 yards. So that tells you how much they really spread the ball, and it's not just the yardage because maybe one has a big play here or there. No, the targets are pretty even across the board too. So you've got 19, 18, 18, 17, 14, 6, and 6. That's the target departure or the target spread for those seven pass catchers, two of them being tight ends, five of them being receivers. So they really rotate players in there. They really get different usage, mix it up and kind of what the Gophers you thought were going to want to be in this upcoming season with their depth. We haven't quite seen that from them, but this Louisiana Raging Cajuns team takes advantage of that and does just that really spreads the ball around the team. On top of that, you'd think, okay, you know what? Where's the weakness? Where is the gap? The offensive line's been solid as well. I can't even call that a weakness. They've been consistent across the board. And not one single offensive lineman is graded below average or average in the PFF grading system right now. So they all have some consistent, solid offensive line play. All of them are graded between 65 and 78, and most of the players are graded in the 70s. So their offensive line is big and pretty consistent. So you flip it to the defense, and thus far, it has been a positive for this Louisiana team. They have two linebackers in Gant and Edwards who have both been very solid for them on the year, and they have five cornerbacks. That's right, five that are graded above a 72 or better on PFF with Patrick Mensah being the best cornerback grade for them of an 84.4, though I do believe he's not really a starter. He's more of a rotational guy who gets about 20 snaps a game. But that being said, the biggest thing for this defense is very similar to Nebraska. They like to change the picture a lot. This defense has presented fronts of a 3-5-3, a 3-3-5, a 3-2-6, and even a four-down lineman fronts. So they're going to mix it up. They're going to change the picture similar to what we saw with Nebraska. So we'll see if they can do it at that same a level of what Nebraska put out there, that same confusion, but hopefully having that experience with the Nebraska game should help Ethan Kaliak-Manis put himself in more advantageous positions, and hopefully we can see improvement on how the offensive line can handle those different fronts. But you can bet they're going to try to watch a lot of the exposure and the openings that Nebraska created and find the ways to attack this offensive line. That, That was the only game the offensive line has really had struggles in so far this year so if they can mimic or replicate that you can bet they're going to give it their best to try now the defense overall is 53rd in pass defense 63rd in rush defense and 50th in total defense so right now it is a top 50 defense in total defense plain and simple now scoring defense they don't really hold folks down in the scoring department they're 91st in the country and they have 75 turnovers gained so not the greatest at creating turnovers but what they are great at is creating that different pressure to get to the quarterback, a la what we saw with Nebraska. They are actually second in the entire nation in sacks per game, and they're first in the entire nation when it comes to total sacks with 18 already on the season. 
through four games, this team has 18 sacks. Last year, the entirety of the year, the Gophers had 19 sacks total. So you can tell how much pressure this team is creating for the quarterbacks they've faced so far. Now, that's the biggest thing so far with this team is they haven't really played any Power 5 schools. And actually, the Gophers are their only Power 5 matchup on their schedule. Now, currently, they're 3-1 and one with wins against FCS opponent Northwestern State. They've also beaten UAB and Buffalo, but they have one loss to Old Dominion by a single score. Now, like I said, we are the only Power 5 team on their schedule, so they're going to be coming for blood. They are coming to wreck the Gophers season even more if they can, and you better believe if they sense any blood in the water, they are going to attack, especially with Minnesota coming off of an unacceptable loss where they blew 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. So you better believe this Louisiana team thinks that they can expose a Power 5 opponent and get another win on their schedule. They probably believe this game is theirs for the taking, so the Gophers have to step up but the time for words is over and it is time for execution what do i mean by that that is what we're going to talk about coming up next first i want to talk to you about our friends over at doordash because doordash has groceries for you as well it's not just the quick go-to foods it's not just the quick bites you want to get from your phone if you ran out of eggs this morning if you were really looking forward to creating breakfast in bed for your significant other but you do not want to go out into the abyss into the outside world into the grocery store you just can't deal with folks right now and i get it i get it completely well doordash can help you out there as well if you're missing syrup for pancakes or you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer doordash delivery grocery delivery can get you what you want right away when you need it now you've trusted doordash before and they deliver from your favorite restaurants but now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too so you'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right so sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself and you can get 50% off your first doordash order of up to $20 value when you choose or when you use promo code Lockdown College at checkout, limited time offer terms apply. But again, that's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero deliveries, uh, delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code Lockdown College. Don't forget that's promo code Lockdown College for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, Gophers fans, thank you so much for making Locked On Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers daily sports. And if you can't get enough football, college football, you want to know what the latest and greatest is, you want the up-to-date, what the top storylines are, then be sure every Friday to tap into the live college football kickoff show. It happens 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. You can check it out right here on this channel. So be sure to check that out if you need more college football news on the Friday every week. But let's talk about the Gophers because the time for execution is now and it is everything for the Minnesota Gophers because the time for words and hype is long gone. We always talk about changing our best. You got to change our best. Look, we can say it as much as we want. You can talk about what needs to change. You can talk about the hype. You can talk about how much potential there is in these players, who is stepping up and who could be an All-American and who could be an All-League quarterback and all that. No, the time for words is gone. The time for proof, the time for action, 
is right now. You have to go out there and prove it. The discipline for this team needs to stay strong throughout. We heard from this team and Coach Fleck a lot, especially at Big Ten Media Days, that poise was the word of the year and that this team shows a lot of poise and they can handle the situations. And you know what? To kick off the year, they absolutely did. To kick off the year with Nebraska, there were some things that went wrong. There were some things that fell apart. There were some things that it looked like it was over. It looked like it was done. It looked like last year's Iowa game, to be quite frank. But the team responded. The team came back. The team got in the game. The team never believed they were down and out. They came back. They had an amazing touchdown at the end of the game. They had a great turnover to get the ball back, multiple great turnovers on top of a game-winning field goal. That was poise at its finest, and it looked like poise was truly the motto of this team. Then you go on to dominate at Eastern Michigan, but then North Carolina was a hot mess. The poise was gone. The poise was lackluster. There were struggles on the field. We couldn't connect on the big ones that presented themselves, but we thought it was a blip. We thought it was over and done with, and you move on to Northwestern, and you're like, oh, man, they are smacking Northwestern. Everything's clicking. The quarterback's moving the ball. The running back's moving the ball. The O-line looks good. The defense is standing strong, only giving up less than uh, 200 yards in that first half. One score on a broken play. Without that broken play, you're looking at a team that had less than 100 total yards in the first half. Everything was looking good. Through the third quarter, it was looking good. And then an absolute abysmal collapse. You can't talk about poise after that matchup. You can't talk about holding your poise because it was not proven. It has been a roller coaster of a year on all fronts. And we're only one third of the way through the season. There's still a lot of season to go. But if you have that roller coaster play from the players, you have that roller coaster coaching, you have the roller coaster growth, you have the roller coaster mistakes upside, players stepping up, players falling to the wayside, it's up and down with all of it. It's not going to be a solid finish. It's not going to be what the fans are hoping for. So you've got to turn it around. You've got to step up. You've got to bring consistency and true poise to every matchup. Because after Louisiana, which isn't a guarantee anymore. If you go out there, you beat Louisiana. After that, it's Big Ten play. It's on and popping. It is the real deal. So you've got to get it together because any mistakes against Michigan, it's a loss. Any mistakes against Iowa on the road, it's a loss. Then you head into your homestand with Michigan State, Illinois. Those are games that you can win, but you still have to play your best football. You have to play what we saw in the first two quarters of that Northwestern game. You have to play what we saw in the the moments of brilliance in the first two games. You cannot bring the lazy stuff. You cannot bring the undisciplined football. You cannot bring the mistakes, the penalties, the jumping routes, the, the trying to be a hero ball. You can't bring those moments or you will lose the games. So right now we need more than ever people to step up, especially our veteran leaders. Because one thing I've noticed from this team that has just kind of baffled me and I'm just starting to really realize it is that the energy and the swagger level is at an all-time low. See, when I was watching this team last year, even through it all, we were expecting the team to be a Big Ten West Championship type team and it didn't happen. But what you saw was a turnover happen. You're seeing the dance. You're seeing Mario Marin and others going crazy out there, firing the defense up and showing this is who we are. This is what we do. You're seeing the fists up. You're seeing the hype. You're seeing the levels of excitement. You don't see that with this team right now. The only player I can recall really getting crazy hyped is Kyler Baugh after sacks. Outside of him, outside of him, 
I haven't really seen that fire, especially after the second game. In the moments of adversity, in the moments of difficulty, in the moments of toughness, after a huge play, I don't see the fire. I don't see the energy. I don't see the swagger. Show us you really are that defense. Show us you really are that guy on offense. Show us you can run through, make some contact, absolutely put a guy on the ground and flex on it. I'm not saying taunt. I'm not saying do any of that. I'm saying fire your teammates up to keep going, to keep showing we are the truth. We are real. We can do this. Bring the energy. Bring the fire. That is what helped this Gophers team in the past. That is what helped this defense in the past. And we need to see it again now. Tyler Newbin, we need you to fire it up. Justin Wally, we need you to fire it up. Cody Lindenberg, hopefully you will be back on the field soon and you can help spark it up too. Kyler Bach, keep it going. But we need more fire. We need more consistency. And the time for words is over and done. You have to go and prove it. And you need to prove it this week with homecoming. Because homecoming, your alumni are back. Hopefully the fans will be out there, but it's going to be tough after that Northwestern drop. Hopefully you go out there, you lay the smack down, you light up the scoreboard, and you get right. You have to get it right. So that is what the Gophers need to go out there and do with the Louisiana Raging Cajuns this weekend. We'll see if it happens, but what I want to do next to wrap up the show is cover men's Hoops, which is coming up before we know it. They've officially kicked off the practices, and I was at yesterday's first practice open to the media. I'm going to tell you about what I saw, what my expectations are, who could be the starters, and more. That's what's coming up next. All right, friends, I got to talk to you about our friends over at Jace Medical because everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. As one of my favorite shows says expect the unexpected so with storm shortages pandemics reliance on china and supply chain issues we need to be prepared now more than ever and the jace case gives you just that with five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use all it takes to get a jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians you can get continued ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment or related questions plus it is doctor created and doctor recommended but what they do is send you five emergency life-saving antibiotics again for emergency use only but i think back to the polar vortex my uh, significant other at the time now my wife it was feeling real sick had an infection it was freezing our cars wouldn't start i had to think about getting an uber getting to the walgreens after doing a virtual visit which took forever because everybody was trying to do them with being stuck in the houses it could have all been solved having it on hand and i was absolutely thankful that now we have something like that with the jace case and you can feel prepared too by getting yourself one as well save more than 360 dollars by getting these life-saving antibiotics with jace medical plus an additional 20 dollars off by using code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com All right, Gophers fans, let's do this. Let's talk about Gophers hoops because it will be here before we know it. And although the Gophers haven't had the most success with the men's hoops over the last two years, this year could show a little bit more promise. Now, my initial thoughts after seeing yesterday's first practice open to the media, media, media. Wow, that was rough. Anyways, open to the media for the first time. This team, 
looks bigger. They look physical. They look actually like a Big Ten team. It is wild because the last few years, we've looked kind of small, folks. We've looked kind of scrawny. We haven't looked filled out, and it looks like we could be bullied on the court. No more. This team looks big. Real talk. Pharrell Payne, believe it or not, looks like even more of a monster, even more explosive. He looks like he's filled out even more. I don't know how because the dude was already really big as a freshman, but he is looking like he is ready to hang in there with anybody in the country when it comes to the bigs. But he also hopefully will have more control because we saw some foul trouble issues last year. Hopefully he can hang in there and continue to be in there for the Gophers more dependable throughout the season. But if he does get into foul trouble, look, Jack Wilson is huge, folks. This dude looks like a football player. Now, I know he was a football player over at Washington State for a little bit, but he's massive. He has some great hang time. He can get up there and slam with the best of them. But even outside of the bigs, even outside of Dawson Garcia, who looks like he's filled out nicely, Cam Christie, Caden Betts, two of the true freshmen, redshirt freshmen on the team, both look to have good size and length and actually have some muscle to them when it comes to the wing position as well. So I think overall the team has some good size. Now, Coach, I asked him about Caden Betts, KB, over uh, and how his growth has come from his redshirt freshman year to this season. And he said that he has put on 17 pounds since that time. And now he also calls him the gym rat, gym rat of the team. He really comes in day in, day out. He's always trying to hoop. He's always trying to get better. He's always trying to grind. So I'm really looking forward to Caden Betts and seeing his development over this next year and over the course of his career. He's probably one of the most intriguing players on this team for me. Now, on top of that, Braden Carrington, he looks more confident than ever. He looks like he has more swagger about him. He looks like he could be a solid two-way player for this Gophers team, and I think he's going to be very important. Now, last year, we saw him take on some defensive matchups throughout the year, and hopefully that will continue, and he'll continue to create problems, have reach, have uh aggressiveness to create issues with some of those offensive scores in the Big Ten, but hopefully we can flip it and have that scoring option, that scoring factor and threat with him as well. Now, it looks like his three-point shooting confidence was up. It looked like he had some swagger about him. He was ready to go, and I really liked what I was seeing, and I get it was just one practice, so we'll see what happens with the games, but I have big hope and big hype for Braden Carrington. Now, yesterday's practice, I actually saw the most fire, the most elements of change and direction and just from Coach Ben Johnson that I've seen in any of the time that I've seen him at practices, at games or anything like that. Now, it was great to see the sense of what he wants from this team and the premise of the offense relies on post touches. We've saw that before, whether it be on the block or at the top of the key. It's going to remain that way. There's going to be a lot of post touches on both fronts, but also it creates and needs a lot of ball movement, quick ball movement. And we didn't see that last year, plain and simple. There was a lot of stagnant offense last year. It was a lot of standing around, a lot of ISO ball, a lot of people not really knowing what to do. And I think that is going to be a big difference, hopefully for this Gophers team, having more players back, the most players back that Coach Ben Johnson has ever had in his time with the Gophers so far. Hopefully, that can create some improvement and some better, some better uh, fluidity on the offense overall and for the team. Because the different concepts 
are added into that ball movement and into the flow of the game. So hopefully the pick and rolls, the backdoor cutters, the swing passes, the corner spot ups, it is all with this ball movement and keeping the ball moving consistently across the floor, getting post touches, getting it back out, setting up a pick and roll, moving through the back or through the cutter, but having an option for a bailout. It is all there and you see it. And it seems like there's a lot more intention, which you love to see, but I don't quite think it's up to game speed right now. Of course, this was a very teeny tiny segment of yesterday's practice, and we still have newer players. Now, you have to remember that six or kind of seven of these players have been in the system. Parker Fox, Isaiah Enan, Caden Betts, we're all still practicing with this squad. Well, I guess prior to their injuries and during the year throughout in the off season. So they've had, they've been around the system. They understand the system. They've been in it before in practices and whatnot, but now it's taking it to the games for those guys. But then on top of that, you've got your four returners in Dawson Garcia, Braden Carrington, Pharrell Payne, and Josh Ola Joseph. So you've got about seven players that have been immersed in the, the language of the system and understanding what they see in the film breakdowns and everything. Now it's time to go out there and show it go out there and shine. And so overall, you've got a core of seven players that have been immersed in this offense and should now have very good communication and understanding of it all. But you still have three transfers and three true freshmen that are still learning the concepts and have to get more immersed into it. So that could have been maybe why it wasn't quite up to speed yesterday. But overall, when it comes to starters, what are we seeing? Well, yesterday, Coach Ben Johnson called five to the floor right away, but he said in no particular order. So I'm not going to lock that in as a starting five or anything like that because I don't think it truly was. But if I had to take a stab on the starters right now, I would say one of the transfer guards leads at the point guard position, either Elijah Hawkins or Mike Mitchell Jr. I think if I had to go with a gut call right now, I would say Elijah Hawkins starts as the point guard. I think Braden Carrington is going to start at your two. And then at that three position, that is the biggest question for me. Do you go with a young guy like Josh Ola Joseph who can play both ways, who can uh, be that threat for you defensively and offensively and continue to build and progress from his youth and the freshman year that he had where we saw him in 24 games? Or will it be more of a veteran presence like an Isaiah Enan to bring that leadership, to bring that spark, to bring that energy? I think it'll be one of those two starting at the three position. And then from there, I think you got Dawson Garcia at the four and Pharrell Payne at the five. I would expect that is more of your starting five. So I got three locked in there probably as starters with two others potentially in the conversation or two toss-ups at that point guard and at that three wing position. Now, yesterday's practice, we saw Parker Fox and Isaiah Enan back on the court, both looking comfortable, both have some explosion to them, putting down dunks left and right. And there was one dunk Parker Fox had. I wish I would have got it on video so I could have sent that out there and had as much have y'all hyped up as much as I was. But he's got the explosiveness. He's got the swagger. He's got the confidence. And I think both him, Parker Fox, and Isaiah Enan are going to be very big energy guys for this team. There were a lot of slumps throughout the last season where we saw maybe it just kind of died down. The energy died down. There wasn't anything. They needed someone to fire him up. They needed a Patrick Beverly, a Marcus Smart, uh, a Tony Allen of sorts. They needed someone to get the energy going, make a, a effort play, make a diving save, make a steal, make a whatever to get their team ramped back up, slap the floor, play some defense, that type of energy. And I think both of those players are going to be huge in that department. 
for the Gophers. So I'm excited to see them back on the floor. Uh, Parker Fox was working in some post capacity. I was always curious what his role would be within the offense, but it looks maybe more of that Dawson Garcia, that Pharrell Payne type of role where we'll see Parker Fox rotate in there. But one thing I did want to bring up as well is Dawson Garcia's vocal leadership. Now he was super quiet last year. He's still a leader led with his actions and whatnot, but I feel like there was some, some, I don't know, struggle, some tension, some, I don't know what it is, but there was like maybe some deferring. That's the, probably the better word for it. Deferring to Jameson Battle, who had been on the team and kind of had been around, was one of the only returners back. But you can see he's comfortable. He's in that vocal leadership, the presence. It, it was felt. And on top of that, in that in this opening practice, anytime something happened where someone didn't do something right, he was coaching up. He was correcting errors and helping out with what should be done and what the expectations were. I love to see that from Dawson Garcia, and I'm looking forward to a big season from him. Now, I think this personnel should work a lot better for the offense because both players that really slowed it down last year with some self-creation, more iso ball, and really didn't keep the ball moving like we saw was the intention in yesterday's practice, Jaden Henley and Jamison Battle are both transferred out. So I think that the personnel should be better for this offense and what they want to do moving forward, but we're going to have to see if that is the truth. Now, questions I have moving forward to wrap this thing up is, can the team knock down threes more often and consistently? Can they cut down on the turnovers? Because even some of the transfers they've brought in have had some issues with turnovers. And then finally, who can create when they need a bucket? Or if the shots aren't falling, if we're seeing struggles from three, who can get out there and create something and get the spark going, get the confidence going for this team? Now, we know Dawson Garcia has the ability to do that, but what if he is out? What if he is in foul trouble or something like that? Do we have anybody else that can step up and be that spark plug? That is one of the questions that I have with this team moving forward, but that is going to do it for us on today's episode of Lockdown Golden Gophers. If you're hyped for basketball, let me know in the comments. If you have any questions that you want answered about basketball, football, whatever, drop them in the comments and we'll handle that with the mailbag this week. I will see y'all tomorrow. Grow the boat, Scotty Marco Gophers, as always, and don't forget.